You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 365th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim, and I've spent a year of Sundays with you guys from Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt in Minneapolis, who I guess has also spent a year of Sundays. And this is Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts, in the beautiful Pioneer Valley, also having spent a year of Sundays talking with all of you on the Slow Ride podcast. You know, if the title Sunday in Hell was not already taken for <laughs> a documentary Sing. bike race. Yeah. Um, it could be a great bit for the Slow Ride podcast. Um, <laughs> I rushed home from northeastern Florida. I was up in beautiful Amelia Island where they do the, um, the Concours de Elegance at the Ritz-Carlton. Don't worry, I wasn't there, but where they do all the fancy car show stuff. Mm -hmm. And I hustled back to do a podcast with you guys, as always, on Sundays. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tim, that's really nice of you. I mean, I was up in uh, the cable area where Schwamigan takes place, brought brought the 2018 Schwamigan winning bike that I own and built. Mm, Um, Interesting. Up there just to kind of reunite. Did you get more than 10 miles on it? With the trails. You know, I got, you know what I got? Cause I did a loop that was like 10.5 miles. So I got like 10.5 miles <laughs> and I was only up there. Did Spencer, bit. did Spencer next day air you some tubes? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, no, I flatted, uh, I flatted about three miles in and I just sort of left the bike chained it to a tree and uh, Spencer uh-huh. had a delivery guy out there the next morning with a tube. Yeah, and yeah. I did about seven um, more miles and then uh same scenario. But thankfully I was there for uh, three days, two nights. It worked out. Good. And little guy, did uh, when you left on that ride, um, did Tim say he was not going to attack you until a certain point, but then he did way sooner than that? He did. It was really weird, uh, especially yeah. because I was alone. I didn't see another human uh-huh. on the whole ride, but it was almost, it was like you guys were there with me the whole time. At one point, I yelled out, I could attack you whenever I want or something like that. I don't know uh-huh. what I said. Uh-huh. It was insane. And then I immediately uh-huh. got fly. Immediately. <laughs> yeah, you, you yelled out like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't care about the rules. <laughs> I'll attack you whenever, and karma just did its thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds weird. It was weird. Mm. Anyway, uh, that's what I did with my long uh, MEA weekend. Do you guys have MEA in your states? Does, do people in, not in Minnesota know about this glorious mid-October holiday I think, weekend? I don't know anything I think about it. A quick story, MEA is the Minnesota Education Association and the powerful Teachers Union of Minnesota yeah. somehow has finagled a way to give... Everybody, a four-day weekend in the middle of October. It's it's a beautiful thing. My whole life, it does not exist. It does okay. not exist here in Florida. So I always feel weird on uh, with this because you know you go out of town for a day or two when camping, or you just have a long weekend. You do a bunch of rides, and yeah, when you when you engage with the larger world, the larger cycling world, the larger world in general, you notice that everyone's just doing normal stuff. And I'm always like, it's weird that people are doing stuff on holidays. 
you know? <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's not a holiday. It's only a holiday in Minnesota. Um, it's great because it's always been close to well, my birthday my whole life. So it's always felt like I've got an extra little birthday weekend, you know? These these holidays are great. Spencer obviously has um, the Boston Marathon Day that they take out off in Massachusetts, right? Patriots yeah. Day? Yeah, whatever. Patriots Day is a um, completely fake holiday that only exists yeah. here that I'm very still very confused about. You got a lot of Patriots. There is no fake holidays like that in Florida. Um, and I don't see any coming. It's a real... They really like working here um, <laughs> or forcing other people to work. But anyways, I digress. Okay. I rode um, this weekend. Mm-hmm. I have, as you guys know, a 204-mile cross-Florida gravel ride I'm doing in early January. Yes. About 80% of it's on gravel roads, many okay. of the roads that are used in the Doc Hollywood. Um, I was on my cross bike for it, and I realized I need a fit. So that was because I was just uncomfortable. I just did not look good. <laughs> Maybe I don't always look good on bikes, but it just... Wait, were you felt wait, wait, wait. awkward? These are two separate things: and, being uncomfortable and not looking good. So you could feel uncomfortable, but were you like style checking in in business? Oh yeah, windows? I had wonderful like, kit on. Okay. I think. okay, oh yeah, okay. That's um, now wondering. where I was. It's basically a twenty mile ride south and then a one eighty back. I felt like I was at um, in Montana or something where it's just a straight line. Mm-hmm. You turn around and you come back. Um, that's kind of the Florida riding on the coast. It was all right. It was, you know, it was nice to get some rides in a cool little shop up there. Um, but yeah, I, I hustled back to get back to what I was saying earlier. 365 days of my life have been built around <laughs> showing up to record a podcast with you guys. Yeah. And I know it may sound like I have a bunch, bunch of angst and, and hate in my voice about this, <laughs> but I've actually enjoyed it um, about ninety-five percent of the time. Yeah, so, me too. you know, Thanks, guys, too. I, it's it's been great, but there's clearly a lot for us to talk about. Yeah, and one of these that just really got. I was on vacation last week, uh-huh. and my I I checked on Twitter, and Spencer was spouting off on um, into the lion's den, the big criterium out there in Sacramento, put on by uh, Justin Williams and the Legion LA team. <laughs> about how it was a good idea that they did not have a live stream of the race. Now, I've been on the record. I'm excited for this event. I like trying new things, but I think it is the dumbest thing in the world that it's not going to be live streamed, especially when it's such outside-the-box thinking of the city-based teams, Mm -hmm. no trade teams, unless it's Legion, um, and all of them out there, and I can't watch it live. I, yeah, Spencer, explain explain your logic to me because I feel like a live stream is almost always a positive yeah, yeah. unless I'm involved in the race and I'm trying yeah, yeah. to hide my results, in which case oh, yeah. maybe let's not do a live stream. So um, in classic Super Ricky fashion, he has um, pretty much completely misrepresented uh, the angle ah. at which I was going for. and Never. Um, <laughs> and the <laughs> one year's worth of which, mistakes yeah <laughs> and misrepresented the context in which uh, uh mm-hmm. this this discussion was happening um somebody had tweeted something about uh being confused why they didn't have a live stream um because it was such a big deal event and i simply said with Rafa involved in the amount of footage that Legion uh, puts out on their YouTube and their social channels, I am pretty sure they're going to have a super slick, uh, compelling, story-driven video out about this event 
packaged up nice with a bow afterwards, which is going to be super cool. And Tim, of course, took that to mean that I don't want to see a live stream, that it's worthless and that has no purpose being there whatsoever. And uh, I just want to editorialize that that is uh, totally correct. Yeah, that, yeah. that is a 100% what I felt you were saying, and it's wrong. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, maybe I guess uh, Tim, right. Tim, Tim, and it sounds like you also are very much in the, well, we want to watch this um, uh, boat. And, and while I can sympathize with you, I think you might not be the target audience for Red Bull slash Legion slash uh, Rafa with this event. Um, I think they're trying something completely different, a la Hammer Series. Um, they're trying something new. They're trying to shake up the way cycling has always been done and find new fans and give them some reason to engage. Um, people didn't understand European style bike racing. So hammer series tried to fix that with a little more, uh, understandable scoring, uh, style where you get points every lap or every third lap or whatever it was they were doing. Um, yeah, definitely uh, room for improvement there, but they were on the right track. Legion's trying something similar where they're, uh, trying to make you care about the teams with city based things as we discussed, uh, the other week. I think that's fine, and I think creating a, a, a narrative video after the fact will probably, you know, have a lot more reach than a live stream to you two who already care about it. Um, no, that's really true. Won't give them any ROI. You know, I think you're right. I mean, judging from the uh, seeing how many hits those uh, EF videos get mm. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I so, can't imagine that many people are tuning in to watch Trobro Leon live, but no. they're certainly watching the the after video. Now that might just be because you get more Mitch Docker mustache in that in that that after. Now, little guy, you folded way too easily. Here. <laughs> no, he makes, again, it, he makes a good made some good points. I think they should both no, exist. Well, but if you're gonna if you're gonna decide, yeah. you only have so much money. Which one are you gonna mm-hmm. do, and which one is gonna pay off mm-hmm. in the long run? I think Spencer mm-hmm. might be right. I know I don't mm-hmm. agree with him much unless we're picking a third rate GC <laughs> rider for our tour teams. And then, <laughs> yeah. then yeah, it's yeah. pure synergy. But uh, right now, I think if yeah. I think if you have a two hundred fifty thousand dollar prize list, mm-hmm. um, and you would. Yeah, let's just be conservative that it costs $50,000 to put on a decent live stream. Mm-hmm. Um, you still have a $200,000 prize list equal pay across the board, and it's more than enough. Um, mm-hmm. And also, cool points. Hammer Hammer series, we loved it. It was great. Guess what? Also on TV. We could watch it when we wanted, uh, thanks to Velon, because yeah. they realized that that's the audience, because hey, they got to reintroduce. Quick interjection. Um, <clears throat> Tim, did you watch the Hammer series um, when it was I live? I did. I did. It had the scrolling um, scores underneath, and then I tweeted away a bunch about like, "Hey, you guys could improve this product." Um, here's ah, the sure the that. challenge. Here's the, oh, they loved it. It was they framed it. They framed the tweet on those Velon offices. Uh-huh. They have Red Bull behind them, and they have some other companies that are going to do a great job with content. I agree with you there. I think an aftermarket mm-hmm. slick, slickly produced video is going to be great. Like every Legion event that I see, they do great videos, and it's fantastic to watch. And I would anticipate anything that they put together is going to have that level of quality. Here is where um, they do have the Red Bull partnership, which I think would be pretty cool. And wow, Red Bull does have an entire platform Mm -hmm. that doesn't freeze up and doesn't do horrible things like when we're watching on through some, you know, server in Albania when we're trying to watch some uh, things. So I think Red Bull has more than the ability to do it. 
And I think that if you're doing something as revolutionary and as radical as team based uh-huh. racing, uh-huh. um, let's give it to the, let's give the people what they want. Let's invest a little bit, build it up within the existing community Oof. and okay. also go out into the non-existing cycling community. That's going to really appreciate those slickly produced videos. You could do both uh-huh. with the funding that they've uh-huh. got. Uh-huh. I would love it. And give I think it's just people what it, they want, the that's people a, what they want. That's an interesting yep. choice of words that you say, because you know, when I uh, hear about the live stream viewing numbers, when I watch the USA crits uh, live series or speed week or something, and it says down in the corner, like little eyeball icon and live 28 people or 220 people yeah, yeah. or whatever no, it's it is. A, it's embarrassing. And you're like, hey, don't put the number up first off. I, like, I you don't know. know that the people actually <laughs> uh, want live streams. Um, well, but, but here's, here's the difference. A USA crit race uh-huh. is not going to be the, this event, right? Like it's very clear, <clears throat> regardless of what we talked about last week, uh-huh. what the Williams brothers can bring to the table uh-huh. and the, the media storm that they can help create. Mm-hmm which is very exciting. And I love, again, I, I'm stoked that this event exists. I just want to be able to see it live without having to fly to Sacramento. Um, do you watch? The, and I um, want to see what they're the, able to put together. Do you watch and that, like and the Tulsa tough that's uh, live feed? I did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, I, I, well, would you give it like uh, out of 10, 10 out of 10 stars? I'd probably give it a, a six or a seven. Okay. Cause that was like a hundred thousand dollar live stream. Um, okay. And, this this event, um, this Into the Lion's Den, first year event, they're uh-huh. already yep. shelling out, like you said, 200-something K in prizes. They're also shelling out equal prize lists between the men and the women. They're also mm-hmm. shelling out 70 minutes equal time between the men and women elite races. Fantastic They stuff. are Agreed. crushing it across the board as a first-year event, as a first-time promoter for the team. Uh-huh. You're saying... What I'm going to need you to do to give you any respect is spend another minimum hundred thousand dollars so that I Uh can sort of tune in while I'm, you know, also doing, you know, my taxes or whatever it is you do while you sort of have tune into a live stream and Uh and get actually plan for the podcast. Yeah, zero extra ROI. Um, Well, I okay, so I don't. I haven't seen the numbers. It's a hundred thousand dollars for the. For the, um, oh, I, I Bill, really don't believe anything that comes over, out of USA. Bill, okay, I Bill Shiken over at Cyclocross so, Radio has, has been quoted multiple times as saying the minimum needed for a halfway decent is uh, 100K and preferably much, much more than that. It, well, fantastic. The good news is since n- not all of the best teams in USA Cycling are coming to this race, that Legion really is paying themselves with this $250,000 prize list because they're going to clean up. That's, they're going to sweep the podium. That's it's going to be great. Uh, so they could, re- they could reinvest that money into the live stream. It's amazing a, how this it's works. It's a, a bit of a side point from the actual race, but it's a good thing all the best teams aren't coming because all the best racers in this country uh, aren't affiliated with USA Cycling. So, unfortunately. So, little guy, I win, right? Um... I really want to watch this race live. I can't. But instead, Red Bull was able to somehow put a TV cameras inside an indoor golf go-kart track so I could watch um, the Red Bull short circuit race and then the Red Bull hill climb today. Like yeah. so, it, well, just, Every time you say Red Bull short circuit, I just imagine the short circuit robot racing. Um, I, 
I think maybe next year. Is that Johnny 2000? What was the name of that robot? I don't know what his name was. (laughs) Johnny 5. Johnny 5. There you go. Johnny 5 is alive. Yeah. Maybe next year they do it. Maybe they're just uh, dipping their toes in this year. You know, Tim, they don't That's wanna, exactly it. Is, that's what I'm saying. First year event, don't need to blow money on stuff that doesn't matter. They're going to build the hype. It is a media machine over there at uh, Rafa Legion, Red Bull. They're all three media machines. And uh, I know the Zwift. live stream. Zwift, Zwift is like the title sponsor coming. of the team, getting nothing. <laughs> uh, well, well um, look, they'll get something. <laughs> Did you guys see that? Um, this is sort of a side note to the race, but um, well, we need to decide that Tim is wrong. Oh, before uh, we move wrong. <laughs> You're both wrong. That's how I was deciding. Did you, did you guys see that uh, Garrison from who's riding for Quickstep last few years? Yeah, is moving over to uh, Legion now, which is a pretty big pickup for them in terms. Yeah, of Yeah, world not, tour guy. Not uh, a crit guy. I, they're 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 I've, they're building out that uh, road race team. I feel you know? like um one of my favorite uh, internet tropes from the reply guys on all the Legion uh, social media content is, oh well, you know, World Tour, you know, like oh it doesn't matter if the best guys aren't there, and then they beat all the best guys and look, like, oh well, you're not World Tour, and now World Tour guys are like, hey, I'd like to sign for your team, like I yeah. am currently in the World Tour, and I would like to transfer over and, and ride for legion so uh the arguments keep peeling away from <laughs> uh from all the trolls who are trying to figure out ways to hate on legion um they, they they find all different types of ways and let me be very clear i'm not hating on legion i think this I just is want to be clear. able to watch the race okay oh wow thanks just just driving this one over the bus um <laughs> so other big news that happened over the week was um and i you know you know, guys, I'm going to raise my hand. I did some investigative reporting really? over the week. All right. Yes, because as you know, um, pro tour, world tour rider and Eddie Merckx's favorite cyclist, Remco Evenpool, is coming to Kansas yeah. to do the Belgian Waffle Ride Kansas Yeah. Um, in Lawrence, Kansas. Now, I did the work. I did the heavy lifting here. Yep, you did. Because I wanted to know, is there any sit-down Pizza Hut restaurants left in Lawrence, Kansas. Because as you know, mm. sit-down Pizza Hut restaurants are like dinosaurs. They don't really exist anymore. They've all been trans... They, they all have become another restaurant that yeah. can't get rid of the the the, the roof. Or <laughs> they become wing streets. Um, the buffets don't really exist. And I am sad to report that none of the Pizza Huts in Lawrence, Kansas have a sit-down opportunity for an autograph uh. session. Now... There is the opportunity for Remco to show up, maybe make some pies with the local television um, cameras behind him. Mm-hmm. I would love to see it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many people are going to go to a Pizza Hut in Lawrence, Kansas now, Tim, to order the Remco. Do you need to clarify for any listeners who don't know the connection between Pizza Hut and Probably. Remco? He, he, Remco is like the the face of Pizza Hut in Belgium and the probably face. Central Europe. Yes. And and there's a whole ad campaign around the the buffet, the pizza buffet, <laughs> and Remco is the face of it. He's always going for a deal at Remco. Let me tell you, he's always going up for seconds, taking more than he um, deserves, according to Eddie Merckx. And here he is uh, coming to Lawrence, Kansas. Guys, is this a major coup for the Belgian waffle ride, uh-huh. or is this a shot across the bow to Unbound and Lifetime Fitness? What is going on here? Um, I have my ideas, and I'm curious what yours are. Um, 
I mean, is this a coup for Pizza Hut? Are they even on it? Is their marketing <laughs> team been alerted to this? Um, are I they, sure hope so. You know, I sure hope that they sent an email and the the person that's like answering the you know marketing at pizzahut.com was like, <laughs> what? Like delete? I think you know, and there's just yeah, like this sounds like an opportunity for American cyclocross and, and road racers to contact their local Pizza Hut chains and say, hey. Uh, Remco is sponsored by Pizza Hut. Um, you know, my name's Stephen Hyde. I'm former U.S. national champion. I think Domino's, you should be sponsoring me or whoever else. You yeah. Know? I mean, Shaq is with Papa John's. Someone needs to be with Domino's. Um, mm-hmm. It's there, There's a major lost opportunity. How were you guys surprised to see Remco's coming over? Yeah. I kind of was, but then not because clearly there's yeah. a lot of interest in Belgian Waffle Ride. Um, specialized being here probably, you know, doesn't hurt to bring him over. I see that. I think that this is an attempt by Belgian waffle ride to pay a pretty fat appearance fee Mm -hmm. to then eventually sell or get more VC money behind it. Like what is Belgian waffle rides end game here? Just put on kick-ass races. That very well could be the case. Seems Uh, It sounds like it's pretty awesome. Um, lifetime big sugar was this past weekend. So gravel is definitely the future is Belgian waffle ride trying to take on lifetime. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It's awesome. And I love Remco here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And the other guy. Uh, I think rather <laughs> than uh, the other. Who's quick the step, other guy? They're sending one of the other quick step guys, but he's lost yeah. in the shuffle. I think mm-hmm. rather than uh, as another American racer going in to try to get sponsorships from other pizza chains, we should just uh, shave the faces super clean and, uh, adopt a bad fake Belgian accent and just start showing up at Pizza Hut's in kit and um, saying, oh, I forgot my card. I am Remco and um, I need a pizza. And they'll be like, oh, I don't know. And they'll just give us free pizza. Because I'm sure he has like a lifetime pizza card, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like the curse um, of being a cyclist, right? Is like when you're out on a ride and you're in kit, um, at least in America and probably all of North North America, Canada uh, included, um, people not really uh, very welcoming of the spandex kit indoors. Um, so it's no. always a little, uh, you know, not touch and go uh, when you want to walk into an establishment uh, in full kit. Um, so I'm I'm having uh, the thought that if you went in with that story, they would be distracted enough and want you to leave enough that they would give you the personal pan pizza mm-hmm. and let you go. Yeah. Yeah. I think it should work. I'll try it. I think you should report back. Yeah. I don't know what kid I'll wear, but I'm sure it'll fool them. Well, I'm pretty excited about it. I, um, do you think, I mean, Remco is going to dust them, right? <laughs> it's basically his off season. Well, I mean, but I know it's his gravel, off season, but let's... you know, there's so many different types of gravel, and I don't know if he's familiar with American gravel, and so, it might be big gravel or little gravel or whatever. Uh, you know, it's a lot of cards uh, up now, in the air. What I find interesting is I don't know exactly what happened at Big Sugar, mm-hmm. but the big names didn't win, meaning. Boswell and Peter Stetna. I know Stetna was there. I don't know what happened to Boswell. Okay. Adam Roberge from Canada takes the the win on the the men's side, uh. um, and then on the women's side it was Mariah Wilson of uh, California. So I'm interested to see, like, you know, I just I think even on an off day, like off season, Remco's got to be 
the main the main horse in the race. Yeah, it could be. Um, so we we have a long history of uh, pretty good gravel racers, though. Um, you know, we got uh, some guy named Ashton Lambie. I think was a pretty good gravel yeah. uh, racer. Now he's individual pursuit world champion. Um, congrats to him. Uh, so yeah, maybe he'll come back anyway. to the big leagues there in uh, in gravel. Remco coming over. So that gets us into um, some other, some other uh, main questions. Little guy, it is the end of the year. Um, that means that traditionally we've done like a team-by-team team review of bike racing. But since um, we really don't want to bore everybody to death with like our, our individual rankings all the way through, I do just want to um, point out that I, I went back and looked in the archives. Uh-huh. I claimed... Mm-hmm. That AG2R was going to win 16 races yeah. um, in the 2021 oh season. Ooh, I don't know. How'd um, they do? How'd they do? I, dying here. I am willing to bet right now, then I know how they've done. But I, I think we can all agree that the season, for the most part, is over. Um, there doesn't seem to be like anything. No, it's over. Right, yeah. Super coming back. No. So I am sad to report that you should have taken the under- as AG2R took 13 victories in Ouch. the 2021 year. Um, Tough year. Tough you know, year. I, I'm okay with that. Like, they, yeah? You know. With that budget? I, they should have more wins. <laughs> What's Citroen? Just throw in a ton of money? It's got to be. I mean, they got to have, I don't know what their budget is, but it's got to be. It's fairly substantial. It's more than 13 wins. I guess Astana Premier Tech also only had 13. Man, okay. I mean, so, they got closer to Tim's number than I thought they would. I'll give them true. that. Like, I didn't so let's know get that into, they'd get out of single digits. I think what we should do is just do like a, you know, who who won the year and who lost the year. I think that that would probably be the best way to kind of capture our thoughts and our ideas about um, – what you know how things have happened for the year of road racing on the men's side mm-hmm. again okay. this is the men the men's world tour rankings um you know who are the winners and who are the losers i mean to me right away the uh you know the winners on the year you know sadly we got to go um to the uh the <laughs> we got to go to um Pogacar taking the victory for UAE, I mean, and dominating fashion at Lombardia and everywhere else. So not only as an individual did he win the year, but you also have um, the team uh, definitely capitalizing with 32 victories across the year. Um, huh. Everything from a Lombardia to Tour de France to multiple stages of, um, you know, every other race. I mean, I just, to me, they... They're probably on the top step of my podium for the best team of the year. Okay. I mean, that's a fair assessment. They're only fourth in the UCI ranking, so that's that's yeah. interesting that they're on the top mm-hmm. of yours. Um, well, it's I I want I give extra weight because like as much as I don't want another machine to uh-huh. just control men's world tour racing, um, I think Pogacar clearly is gonna be a thorn in my side for a long time. He's an exciting and thorn at least. You know what? Uh, he is and like doing all these other events that he does and then winning stages. I just, he's an impressive all right, rider. All right. Um, who do you guys have, uh, for your top steps on the podium? Who else do you think, uh, won? The well, well, I mean, I think this is a slam dunk. I'm yeah. sure little guy's going to say the same team that I'm going to say. 
Oh, I was gonna go. I was gonna say jumbo. Uh, oh well, no, we're on the wrong page. Um, <laughs> I mean, Bahrain had a huge. Bahrain is the above expectation petrol state, uh-huh. but um, uh-huh. you know. But uh, what are you gonna say? Um, well, I don't care that they're not a world tour team. I mean, Alpecin no, had yes. the 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 year of all years for any team ever throughout the history of cycling. Like it's, they overperformed. Oh yeah. In every aspect. Uh, and not just with the guy you thought they were going to overperform with. Uh, they had multiple yeah. winners uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. and just kind of crushed it all year with Tim Merlier, uh, uh, Philip uh, Philipson or whatever. Um, yeah, Philipson. And then, of course, that band. Vanderpool guy. Yeah, no, you're right. They completely, completely overperformed in every event. They also There's... have Marcel uh, Meeson, yeah. friend of the podcast. Yeah. Full well, I was going to say, there. they're like still crosses. overperforming in crossies, and especially, obviously, on the women's <laughs> side. But, like, they're, yeah. they're second and third tier cross guys since Vanderpool's not racing right now. Uh, it is. Like, well, I don't remember the dude's name who won the the C1 or whatever in Iowa, but, like, they're just throw, they're throwing out, like, their scraps, and they're just like, yeah, we're just picking. We're well, and they have Eddie Anderson winning, they're doing well at gravel races here in the U.S. Yeah. But I think that, Spencer, you raise a good point, right? Like, here you have a a continental team or whatever. What are they one step below world tour? I don't even know, but they're not even a world tour, but now they're, and they won 33 races. Mm -hmm. Um, one more than uh, UAE. Now quick step, obviously will probably be near the top of most people listeners list, but (laughs) clearly I'm not a fan. Um, for a variety of reasons, they had 65 victories just to show you like how much more, um, they, they do win. But, to me, I think I think Alpecin is a, a fair shout, Spencer. It was they were willing to do things all the time. Jumbo, I think from a little guy perspective, is mm-hmm. also great. I mean, they have Wild Van Art. Yeah, you know, someone could argue that he could be the rider of the year. The, he, yeah. you know, that the, the on the men's with, side, he could be the rider of the year. The thing with Jumbo, what what makes him a great pick, uh, and I don't think little guys far off the mark. I just I'm surprised we weren't in alignment. Um, no, I see where you're but going, Jumbo. Yeah. Jumbo was one of those teams that's like a threat to win any single any any race they enter, right? Like they've got so many tools in the shed uh, to work with, but um, not just not as punching above their weight, I would think, as as uh, Elpishan did. But uh, a, a no. solid pick for sure. It's to be expected at this it's, point. It's hard to remember hmm. that they're 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 of the the Robo Bank bloodline. It's hard to remember how much <laughs> Robobank could F literally, literally the well, Robobank yes, bloodline. Hey, a healthy vein of form has been found. Uh, all the uh-huh. all the uh-huh. all the ways of saying it to allude to the. Past. I th- I but, think that you know I mean? we've got solid points here, um, and I I think if we were going to go from like a men's rider of the year, my perspective, I, I'm going to still go with Pogacar because the dominating fashion to win the biggest race of them all uh-huh. and then still showing up and winning a classic uh-huh. or a monument, sorry, mm-hmm. um, and still doing well across a variety of races. Mm-hmm. I like, does that mean that that he was the best rider of the year? I mean, I, yes, you know, I think I'd, I'd be willing to hear your guys' opinions and uh, see if you can... Uh, I still think you're wrong, but I'd love to hear well, why you're right. No, I'll it's try hard this to again yeah. and say I know little guy and me are going to say the same <laughs> thing. So I'll let little guy go again and see if he does uh, come up with the the same oh. rider of the year that uh, no, I'm. No, Pogacar of. was huge. I mean, I think the only one who really challenged him for me is Roglic. But I don't know. You're going to say oh, someone on Alpecin, and I'm not actually Jesus. sure. Wow. 
Wow, even Spencer, Whoa. even I'm with you. I'm like, I can't believe you went with Roglic. Wait, are you oh gonna, my goodness. Roglic. All right, here's what right I'll say, Spencer. Team, wrong rider. I'm talking about Wout Van Aert, oh, the guy yeah. who won a sprint oh and a time oh, trial and a mountain stage yeah. in the tour. I never was excited. Best rider of the year by far, hands down. Oh, I was going to say, I was going to amend Lord. my answer to Johnny Vermeersh. Um, always hitting <laughs> way okay, above his right. weight. Way, 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 way above his weight. Little Johnny Vermeersh oh, can't even always even, finish in the top 10 at a cross race, yet he's turned into Even our See, wildest listeners who are deepest in the weeds with you, little guy, <laughs> did not have Johnny Vermeersh on their bingo card for this Here's episode. the, Spencer, Wout did well. He yeah, just, he did okay. Yeah. Yeah, he is all right. Lombardia, Tour de France, GC, Torino <laughs> Adriatico, GC, Tour of Slovenia, GC. UAE GC. <laughs> I mean, that's just the top of the list. Yeah. I'm not even getting into the youth classifications. <laughs> um, oh, wait, what's this? Yeah. He also won Liège, Bastogne Liège. He won two monuments this year and the Tour de France. I mean, I love Wout. Uh, well, anybody but Wout. I, anyways, I don't want to get into the weeds right. about Wout Van Art, yeah. but I want to say that he won two monuments and the Tour de France in dominating fashion. It's pretty hard to compete with. Uh, it's you know yeah. who is pretty hard to compete with. Wout Van Aert in a bike. And race. how did he do at Liège? Because it doesn't matter what kind of bike race it is. How did he do at Lombardia? <laughs> how did he do at the Tour of Britain? Oh, he won the overall in three stages, four stages. The t- sorry, the four Tour stages. of Britain. The Tour. How the Tour of Britain the is the what you pull France. out. He won <laughs> three stages at the Tour de France. <laughs> Yo, Spencer, you uh, almost see. had me. You, you were he so won, close to having me. He won me. Amstel Gold. I've never heard of Amstel Gold. Is that a big race? What about <laughs> Gent Wevelgum? I've never heard of that one either. Uh, let's see. <laughs> we haven't even he did win the guy. points in the in two stages at Torino. Uh, he was only fourth at Strada Bianca and only second in the World Championships for Cross this year. <laughs> Boy, yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, just for the record, Pogacar had three stage wins at the Tour de France, too. So he um, equaled... Wad Van Aert. Yep. And then he... <laughs> good, good point, Spencer. He did equal him on the wins. Um, uh-huh. But there's this whole little, like, tiny footnote that he uh-huh. also won the GC, yeah. which is... No, 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 I know a thing or two about bike racing, and this Tour de France is a stage race, Tim. So there's uh-huh. 21 uh-huh. stages. Uh-huh. There are more, uh-huh. multiple stages, right? And so uh-huh. you got to be mm-hmm. the first to cross the line at the last one. Like, you got to make it all the way there and then be the first to cross the line to the last one, and that's who wins. And that, is that, is that was how it works? fan art. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun editing that that one to make it sound cohesive, little guy. Uh, you, all right, you can fight about 2021 all you want, but we know <laughs> we got to look forward to 2022, and the only way to know which team's going to come out on top next year is to look at the wins, and EF got 16 wins this year, which means... They're going to win it all next year. They, they won the Ooh. right amount of races. Oof. Not too much. They didn't want to get greedy. Not too little. Right. They didn't who want to be the, next half. Who do they have coming minutes. in next year? I don't know, like a million people. Cause like <laughs> they've they've the lost Mitch retiring. Docker, yeah. which definitely not good. Well, um, he chose to okay, let's so. Before we get there, <laughs> okay, we talked about winners. Spencer, uh-huh. solid point, um, bringing up Alpecia, not even in the world tour. Um, we, uh, th- I think all of us have pretty good argument for the top three teams. Um, oh. Losers. Okay. Uh, who lost this year? Um, I'll go out and say it that um, not only 
Did next hash lose a year? Oof. But Quebeca, as much as I love Quebeca, they mm-hmm. really put the they probably put good content out there. I really want to love the team. Um, only five wins on the year. Yeah. Um, three of them coming from uh, Nizzolo. Again, I want to love the team. I hope yeah. they're around next year. I don't know. Are they even going to be around, little guy? Well, I think that's still kind of up in the air. They didn't like apply early for the license, so it it's still undecided. They don't have the money. Did they? They don't they have lost the license. Their, they're not going to be around. Yes. They lost their Bitcoin password. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they, lost their so Bitcoin they got one password. chance left. I mean, the, the other problem is just that there's all these World Tour slots, and if Next Hash goes away, it's not like Alpetian El- wants that slot. Like they're they're in the perfect spot, as they don't have to do yeah. all the biggest races, but they're invited all the biggest races, and so they have no reason to want to move up. And then, like I don't know who, what team you'd want to nominate above them. Nobody really. Maybe Raleigh wants nobody. It. Um, what about Arkea with uh, Nairo, the chameleon? Yeah, they they're gonna get into all the French stuff they want to be into anyway. It's <laughs> it's a weird thing is like the the way they structured the the Pro Tour World Tour or whatever. They thought <laughs> you know initially like everyone wants to be in this, but you end up in these <laughs> situations where the best team just moves right up, and then you have all these French teams that can get into the stuff they want anyway just by signing a guy. So why send fifteen yeah. riders to the Volta? So. They got you too know, greedy. They flew too close to the sun and issued too. too many World Tour licenses. If there were only 12, then it would be a lot different story. Yeah. Um, um, but Spencer, who is your worst team of the year? Well, I didn't even hear. who. Little guy said a lot of words and didn't say who he thought the worst team was oh, uh, this season. Uh, no, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, no, next next hash really, okay. really screwed right. the pooch. Taking the, the easy way out. Year. Punch and low on this All right. podcast. Is, way is, to take a stand, is, little yeah. guy. Is really Startup Nation. They were the worst team of the year. Okay. I mean, they, they Amazing offseason of signing Chris Froome. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go out on a limb here. Guys, I don't, I don't think anybody's going to predict this. But for me, the saddest performance from, from a, I'll even say from a World Tour team uh, in 2021 – Despite a reasonable number of wins with uh, 66, is Dakinic Quickstep, who pretty much tarnished their entire team value uh, uh, th- thoroughly over mm-hmm. and over repeatedly. Not just one mistake, but continually going back through the mud puddle uh, to ruin their reputation. Despite Mark Cavendish's best efforts, to bring them up uh, by their bootstraps, um, Patrick Lefebvre uh, doing his best to just lose fans and sponsors as much as possible. and um, Despite 66 wins. Yeah, and uh, for me, personally, uh, that's a team that I've always liked. I have always enjoyed the way that they race. Uh, I've always liked the riders they've had. Um, you know, I'm a fan of the classics so obviously it goes you know that quick step is kind of uh the lineage is there but um this year really changed a lot of things for me like i've kind of never been a patrick lefebvre fan but he 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 did more this year to damage that team uh than i think uh, a lack of wins or that next hash did to kubeka um and for me, that they were the biggest losers of the entire year. Yeah, no arguments good here. Um, good point. 
Let's get in with let, let's get the let's get the opinion from the, our man in the middle of the peloton. He can tell us who the biggest losers are. <laughs> and of course, I'm talking about Michael Matthews in this week's Pring Lab. My name is Matthew Vanderpool, and I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast. All right, guys, here we are in the Prem Lap, and I got to say, I set up my Hammerhead Carew 2 uh-huh. with heart rate strap, uh-huh. and it was super easy, super helpful. The screen completely blows me away. It's so easy to read. Um, it was kind of raining when I was using it outside. Could okay. still swipe. Nice. Don't get that ability on other uh, computers all the time. Uh, fantastic. I absolutely love it. Um, I can't wait to ride with it and download some maps. I haven't done that yet. Um, just kind of shake, shook it out, out okay. on the roads right. um, to see how it works. But I can't wait to download some routes, um, see the overall thing. But uh, I am loving so far my Hammerhead crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also uh, uh, took it out for a spin this week. Uh, and um, again, super impressed. Like I, I knew from the marketing materials that I thought I was going to like it. And I think it surpassed my personal expectations. Um, I am very excited about this climber uh, feature that they have where you can set up the <laughs> virtual uh, virtual racer to race against. I nice. um, am going to program him in as Super Rookie. I'm going to give him some of your <laughs> GPS data. Uh, nice. Okay. So I'm yeah. going to take your Eversting data from uh, from last year and uh, see if I can real... hack that into the system and uh, just and see, see where how, I cheated. Yeah, how badly yeah. I can yeah. drop you yeah. on the climbs around uh, my new area here. So super looking can, forward to that. But uh, the um, is the virtual racer out of town form? <laughs> um, can, does, has, we'll find has, has Hammerhead figured out how to do that yet? We'll find out. But um, I got to tell you, I, I just, you know, all that aside, like the mapping and the GPSing on this thing are are stellar. It's super good and which is critical to me. Like I've always enjoyed having the map up um, on whatever computer I've had. But this like looks better, works better, all that stuff. But being in a new area and not being super familiar with all the roads and like, oh, does this road go through? I actually don't know. You're in Massachusetts. Having, it doesn't. It's a dead yeah, end. No, it never does. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's good to know having beforehand. That, yeah. Yeah. Having that at, at your fingertips and being able to, you know, pinch and, and, and swipe and all the things uh, move around the screen like you can on your iPhone and everything else. Just top notch. Really good stuff. Um, so I would highly recommend uh, any of our listeners that are in the market for a new computer, especially if you're in a new area or, uh, or love your GPS, um, to uh, check out the Karoo 2 over at hammerhead.io, uh, hammerhead.io, and uh, you can use the promo code SLOWRIDE to get yourself a free heart rate strap along with that Karoo 2, which I gotta also say was pretty comfy as far as heart rate straps go. Um, I haven't got a new one in a long time, and I think the technology has really moved forward. Now we we we're gonna get to a listener email here shortly. It's gonna talk about this. This is available to all of our worldwide listeners. So once again, you can go to hammerhead.io and use the promo code SLOWRIDE to get very own Karoo yeah. 2 with a heart rate monitor. Because you want all the data and find a way to just download my data to see if you can beat the mouth from the south 
Um, <laughs> Jimmy, that's, Jimmy Hart, loved him. A, My favorite wrestler. Good, just go ahead and just just program me in there, there. real quick. Uh, What's that? I, I want to rehit that point you made. It was very good. Was that this is a global code, so all our UK corner listeners and our Aussie corner listeners can all take advantage of the uh, of the free heart rate strap. So, and I can't wait to see everybody else try to beat my times all over the world. Um, and with that, uh, let's get back to the show. I'm Kerry Werner, and you're listening to the Slow Rock Podcast. All right, guys, here we are back. We've got a ton of listener emails. Let's get right into it. The first one comes to us from Lardy Smith, New Tricks, Old Dog. Dear Matt, Spencer, and Tim, for years I've been happily half listening to your anecdotes Mm. and advice (laughs) in the knowledge that separated by one ocean and at least five time zones, none of them were remotely relevant to me. (laughs) You see, Grimper Coffee isn't available in the UK. The weather here sucks so badly that going full schleck leads to death from exposure in less time than it takes to list good things about time pedals. And anything that the n- needs the word words tingle and miracle to describe it is still legally defined as witchcraft, which is why Viagra marketing campaigns are so different here. But having recently suffered a blow to the head, I decided to try some of your advice. I bought a Crew 2 power meter and I really like it. I, I mean, I really, really like it. You guys know your onions after all. Who knew? Next, I waved at my fellow cyclists using all my <laughs> fingers this time, not just the one, and life got noticeably friendlier. So what should my next step down the slow ride path be? I've been racing bikes since Armstrong. Armstrong had two balls, so change will be hard. But this old dog wants to learn new tricks. Yours, Lardy Sloth. Man. What a beautiful email that, um, that pulls at the, that the heartstrings of the podcast, you know, we have been, as we've been beating to death, uh, this episode, we've done 365 of these, a year One worth year. of Sundays, yeah, uh, that's right. uh, you know, dedicated to this. And we, I, I absolutely love to hear that, uh, after all that time, we finally cracked through to one listener. Now, what should Lardy Sloth do? Now the, you know, We've been at this for eight years, a year's worth of Sundays, maybe seven years. Um, I think in the beginning we would have said do a cross race, but no, you know, not going to do that because he's been half listening to us or she, sorry. Um, you know, I think that you could do some bike packing, but we don't do that. Um, you could do some indoor racing. No, I think Mm. I, a little guy, no. I think we're going to have to take a page from your book, but I think rail biking is the way to go. Oh. I'm sure the UK has got a ton of rails oh, that are just abandoned. Yeah. The industrial revolution was centuries ago. <laughs> um, centuries. There's got to be the ability. Um, I, yeah, I'm all for it. I mean, what, for what, it. what should we get Lardy Sloth into? I mean, you know, what, what else is left? No, I think you're right. Rail biking is the last frontier. Uh, it's a frontier <laughs> I haven't, I've only talked about and not gotten off my ass to do. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, race you to it. Uh, let's see who can get it done first. <laughs> what, 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 any, any, any advice on your end, Spencer? I mean, that, that, you know, the, the world is our oyster here. Yeah. You know, we've, the, we've convinced the, them about a computer. 
the thing about it is the thing that strikes me uh, is the the across the ocean and all the time zones uh, aspect to it is there's opportunities there that we just don't have over here on this side of the pond. Uh, we can't we can't play uh, uh, some of the cycling sports that you guys. There's no artistic cycling over here. You know, there is no uh, cycle speedway Ooh. over uh, here. Yeah, cycle uh-huh. speedway. We there, need a correspondent of cycle speedway. Yeah, there there are uh, aspects to cycling yet unexplored by most of us um, that are available to you if only you uh, reach out and find it. Um, you know, and the uh, on the off chance. You're maybe looking for a, a, a off off season hobby, you know, maybe pick up snooker. We also can't do that here. Um, but we, we we it always comes on the old Eurosport on the pirate feeds after the bike racing ends. So I've yeah. I've become a a, a a secret fan of snooker. I, I think Spencer's onto something here. Sadly, I agree with him that you must get into cycle speedway. And if you can't do that, you can become um you know like the uh, the golden boy Ronnie Sullivan of snooker fame, mm-hmm. and uh, just just start clearing house. Um, I don't know yeah. exactly how you play snooker, well, you just, but I know that there's no pockets, so you just, you just hit balls. No, there's plenty of pockets. You just get 147s, Tim. That's all you need to know. Just go for the 147s every time. Is it like bumper bumper pool? Anyways. Uh, we got another email. This one comes to us from friend of the pod, Leo Black Label. Sheep Trophy. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. I just wanted to alert you to the Sheep Trophy at Rondé Vendreth. What? To add to the list of coveted pro cycling trophies. Yeah. And it is a picture of Canyon Shram rider Alice Barnes, who won the Queen of the Mountains jersey at the Rondé Vendreth. And she got a pet sheep it almost looks like a pinata sheep it looks Ooh. badass um not as good as it's not an accoutrement it's not a hat mm. <laughs> it's not um as cool as san sebastian it's not the trident but i would definitely put it on the wide angle is podium it, of of prizes is it bigger or smaller than the donkey from kbk it looks a little bit smaller now the only donkey i've ever it's seen is the one that george hincappy was holding uh-huh. um, mm. But you know he's he's a rather tall um, fella, <laughs> so I, I can, maybe it's similar size. I don't know. I um, Leo uh, did a sweet uh, reshare, and um, what he goes on to say is that you win it by repeatedly climbing the same hill, and the okay. hill is called Trash Hill. So basically, they run they the only climb on the course is an old landfill, and yeah. you keep going up to the top. AKA trash hill. And at the top of it, there are sheep grazing. Okay. Um, you know, maybe clone sheep. Maybe this is Dolly's Dolly's people up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you win the queen of the mountain, you get a stuffed sheep. It It's fantastic. I love it. Um, wonderful things. And uh, Leo says, thanks for all the great cycling news and entertainment. Leo black label, Minneapolis, Minnesota PS. I have been thinking a lot about the negative review a few episodes back, talking about <laughs> elitism and inaccessibility of the slow ride. And I just wanted to say that I had the opposite experience. I'm a mediocre cyclist with limited knowledge of pro cycling and a bad memory for retaining what little I do know. Join the club. And from the start, I felt as though you guys were right on my level. Thanks for putting out a podcast 
where there are definitely no <laughs> experts talking down to me. You keep recording and I'll keep listening. Very cool. I Perfect. love it. Thanks, Leo. Um, Thanks for, uh, for writing in. And I love Trash Hill. You know, uh, uh, Leo is a, yeah, a longtime fan of the pod. I love to have him writing in as much as he does. But he reminds me uh, to harken back to our previous email about what you should get into next, tall bikes. Have you been into tall bikes yet? <laughs> Maybe check out tall bikes. Yeah. If uh, if you need some advice on how to build a, an appropriate tall bike, get in touch with Leo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tall bikes. Uh I saw a tall bike today. Actually, really? I didn't tell you this. It was uh, as I was driving through St. Augustine, America's oldest city, um, hmm. from the uh, the colonizers' uh, point of view. By the way, um, as uh, we're, we're driving south on A one A, going across the Bridge of Lions was a, was a tall bike. It was uh, it was impressive. Um, yeah, I All right. yeah, it was amazing. I haven't I seen one in a while. Tall bikes down in Florida. Um, I thought you'd just get blown over. There's nothing to block the wind, right? Cycling in the lonesome, crowded west. To the kings of podcast land, hail to Modest Mouse. Ever since I went to a concert of them, together with Love is Laughter, I have been a fan. As a side note, TJ is a fan. I think he posted Strava rides while listening to the lonesome, crowded west. I stumbled on that a few years ago. I'm not sure what to do or make of it. Best (laughs) to all of you, Nicholas. I don't don't think I'm ever going to a Modest Mouse show again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well little guy and tj have a couple more things in common is uh yeah man what it oh, like i can't me. wait for the can the arm wrestling uh, match be over what is the better modest mouse album for sure sure i mean we can we can create all kinds of fictional beef between me and tj one fictional and real beef fictional and real no tim thanks for telling me you went to that show so i could make jokes at your expense and it also uh made me dig into some modest mouse this last week it'd been a while since i had done that so uh had a little nostalgic uh week of uh mm. indie rocking myself so um, you're welcome you guys quickly uh speaking of nostalgia um i did get a package in the mail now there was an episode a few weeks ago where you guys both got packages in the mail uh-huh. With some sweet water bottles in them. I, I can't remember yeah. what loser teams you guys got. You got some some dumb teams. Uh, AG to our no. Citroen. Cool and it looks great it on my shelf. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just drinking out of um, it today, feeling super hydrated. Now, so I hope got, you got you just got a total French garbage teams. team. Yeah. yeah, you got some garbage French teams uh, sent to you. And I was uh, not offended because I didn't want any garbage team, uh, French team bottles. Um, but a package, a mysterious package showed up here today. And... Um, I'm going to open it here and we'll see what I get uh, because I have a feeling it sounds like there might be water bottles inside this thing. All right. I, I'm, I'm hopeful that it is a bunch of garbage teams. And just for the record, I think it's actually good that you're getting some water bottles, Spencer, because you'll soon learn that the these elite water bottles, as awesome as they are, the, uh-huh. the, the graphics actually come off fairly easily when you put them in your um, bottle cage and since you don't ride um it's gonna be okay it's it's gonna be fully intact on that shelf behind you and i can't wait to look every week at a quebeca next hash bottle please be a next hash bottle i would love this so much oh very classic ftj groupama so good yeah who got got a pair of these bad boys in here who oh, sent them out to you? Is, uh, 
that is unfortunately a garbage French team. Um, so I'm very unhappy <laughs> about this package, uh, oh. even though there are a pair of beautiful bottles here. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait, what's this? There's something else down here in the bottom of this package. What? Did you get two Hang bottles? On. Hang on. Oh, what's this? Oh, is this an oh, Intermarché Wanty? That's right. Oh, I Wanty those bottles. Oh, They're that. so good. That's oh, a pair of Intermarché Floro-colored Wanty bottles. You got three bottles with a pair of FDJ bottles. You Boys, got four bottles. I am swimming in bottles over here, and well, you know sometimes bottles. you'll never it use just them. <laughs> Yeah, it is addressed to uh, the camel, <laughs> the back yeah. cashier. So I, you guys' I, nickname has stuck. Yeah, don't. You're definitely a camel. Who, I who, hope who, you did it right come from thing. Jason and uh, Ryan? This came, yeah, straight out of Pensacola, Florida, Tim. So, uh, you know, I think uh, you might have something to do with this, but... Um, uh, yeah. I'm gonna bypass that city. They sent you four bottles. I only got two. I'm I'm going straight to Mobile. <laughs> I'm not even not even going down 110. I hope you never give been a some fan. Of those to your better half, uh, Spencer, whichever one she matches better with whatever <laughs> kit she's riding these days. Because uh, if anyone in the household should be getting new water bottles. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been uh, like I said, I've been hitting the roads with that uh, with that new Hammerhead Carew too. So um, <laughs> just chasing me around, t- chasing gonna, Digital Tim around. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. catch Digital Tim one of these days, and I'm gonna drop him. Boys, mm. I live next door to a mountain now. Uh, mm-hmm. I cannot wait until we do our Everesting Challenge for uh, 2022. I'm just saying. Oh, wow, Spencer Spencer well, actually bringing up the challenges. This, this man. Wow. Uh, changed man. Not He's scared. Not just avoiding um, the the conversation. I like it. I like it. Let's bring it on. Well, well fantastic know, Spencer. I love the bottles. Schwam again. I feel like uh, I need to, you know, redeem myself uh losing <laughs> to Florida man. Um well, th- thanks for thanks for admitting it. Um and uh <laughs> you know guys, uh I'm, I'm stoked you got some bottles, the camel. Uh, great to see. Yeah. Uh, new contender for the championship belt. This email comes to us from Greg Harmer from Adelaide, Australia. Thanks for writing in, Greg. Imagine the surprise and wonder when I opened up Pro Cycling Stats the other day and our favorite 2005 Tour de France fourth place <laughs> GC, yes, a.k.a. the first finisher not to be DQ'd later, and rock racing legend who is older than Valverde has still got it uh, or something. And it is a screen grab of the Oida Urban Classic, which is in Japan. And Francisco, Francisco Mancebo won by 53 seconds. Yeah. See, 53 years race. old now. And it was, a, it was a UCI 1.2 race. Uh, the, old, the old man still got it. Um, absolutely stoked with this email, Greg. I don't know if I'm going to nominate him for the belt, but if <laughs> no. there was a TV championship, I would absolutely love for him to get it. We, uh, the, the thing about it is, is this belt is, uh, pretty sacred. We cannot have the, uh, the, the top three being DQ'd eventually. Like we can't have anything like that with the tarnishing the belt. Um, point. and as a reminder, know, Sonny Corbelli, lately. yeah. Currently has it. Um, Sonny Corbelli has it, and yeah. Lizzie Digan has the uh, women's uh, belt. I just, I mean, he almost would have got, like, if we're going to do retroactive belts, 2005, fourth place winner, fourth place GC, 
Um, absolutely love it. I mean, Mancebo, just the crisp riding style, slunked one shoulder. I'm, yeah. I mean, I, that was me for a couple months. Very I mean, reminiscent of a Tim yeah. Hayes riding style. Yeah. 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 It was fantastic. Um, thanks again, uh, uh, for, for the email. Um, we've got, uh, one more Robert Glover hiding in plain sight. Eureka, you folks need to create and then sponsor a slow bike race world championships where motorized and pharmaceutical doping won't help where aerodynamics don't matter and where the brake stays away every time. I'm <laughs> suggesting that track stands are banned. Putting a foot down earns a DQ and continuous motion is required at all times. The slow ride works across all bike racing formats. Distances, categories, allow a mass start and therefore equal prize money. Last is first and first becomes last. Put me down for the team time trial. Rob from the Faroe Islands. So I think that Rob is absolutely going to crush it in the Slow Bike World Championships. Um, congratulations on the wonderful idea. Um, and he adds on, you can always do an hour record as well. It's There you go. That's, it's fantastic. That's pretty good. Love it. I uh, The... What throws a wrench in there, what what really is it is a twist of the knife is the no track stand um, rule because we did do uh, the slow, you know, slowest lap kind of a race at the velodrome, uh, but track, Always a track fan standing favorite. was allowed. Um, yeah. Without track standing, yeah, we all just fall down the track and, and end up in the infield. Yeah, that was always fun, fun fun race and that was the last race we we ran up there before we ah, interesting. closed it down the old uh slowest lap you know and then they blow the whistle yeah the other fun course. race on the like you know the slow race was cool i always loved trying to do a, a lap backwards on the track Ugh. yeah um, that really yeah. messed me up oh it was terrifying it was but so you know and the australians and the new zealanders always had the advantage because they're used to doing backwards laps on right, the track yeah, yeah. um yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was a um, fantastic. We've got gentlemen. A, we've got a sizable Aussie corner, so I think it is fair game for us to poke fun at New Zealand because I haven't heard of us having a a New Zealand corner if there is one. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a that's a, that's a very solid point. If we have any New Zealand um, listeners, write in, show yourself. <laughs> Coward. Right in. <laughs> Cowards <laughs> hiding down there in the bottom of the world. Come on. Gentlemen, with your after a year of Sundays, and your wonderful, you know, fauna and flora. Yeah. After a year of Sundays, I still look forward to it all the time. I love getting emails from our listeners at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at the slow ride pod. Reach out, let us know. Many thanks to our new sponsor, Hammerhead. Head over to yes. hammerhead.io. Use the promo code SLOWRIDE to get your very own Karu 2. And when you use the code, you get a free heart rate monitor. It is a great add-on. It is a wonderful computer. I'd love to... Uh, we, we appreciate all the support worldwide for folks that are looking for the, um, the brightest and best computer in the game right now. We'd also like to thank BK1 of Rhymesayers Entertainment for the intro and outro music that we use every week on this show. And with that... This is Tim in Orlando. Uh, This is Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Massachusetts reminding you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast.
Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. episode that was amazing when that one person said that thing and then the other person totally like set them straight oh man that was great i'm gonna have to go back and listen to that again but hey since i have your attention now hello cyclocross friends new friends and old friends and soon to be friends my name's bill i host another show on the wide angle podium podcast network it's called cyclocross radio And we talk to the biggest stars in cyclocross and even the medium stars in cyclocross and some of the soon-to-be stars in cyclocross. We also have a panel discussion we call the Media Pit with my buddy Zach and Michael where we go over all of the new rules that might be coming out and the calendar situations and races that happen. It's a great time. It's a great conversation. We built an amazing community that we want you to be part of. So go to WideAnglePodium.com Become a member there, then go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Cyclocross Radio. Do it. Do it now. Cyclocross friends.